Hello everybody and welcome to the first ever on the road podcast with me and Sam. I was going to try and do his surname then, Blanche, but I forgot French. it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're right, doing Sam, so it obviously we're on the cat on the ump today. Yeah. Chewing the, fat, chewing the fat, and you dropped it into the conversation that you ex-professional rugby player. Just slid it in. Slid it in, like you were in my DMs. Yeah. So, talk us through it. What happened? How did you start with your rugby? Uh, started quite young, actually. Most people do, and the kind of sports end up doing. I kind of started at age 10. Uh, went through the academy system at um, Exeter. I grew up in the southwest. Um, got a professional contract there. Uh, played sevens for England. Then I had to um, retire, I had too many concussions. Right. So something I was really interested in was going to the Olympics, or seven being an Olympic sport. Um, so I ended up in bobsleigh, of all sports. Right, okay. Yeah, so I represented. So how did that come about? I was, so it was a, um, they call them talent transfer days, but they're basically days um, set up by, thanks. Cheers. The English. Yeah, not too yeah, bad. Good, thank you. Cheers. Thank you very much. Medic, All good. Thanks, mate. Cool. Right, do you want to continue this after? I'll continue, yeah, let's do it after. Right, we'll restart this. I'll pause it. So, basically, um, the English Institute of Sport, I think they've been rebranded now, but they're in charge of Olympic sports in, um, in England. They do these uh, talent transfer days for athletes looking to kind of move into other sports. They're very kind of generic, like physical testing days. Um, but it turns out the sport I was kind of most suited to was bobsleigh of all sports. Nice. So, so what position did you play in rugby? I played loads of positions. So school, a lot of back row, played a lot of centre and wing. Did you play back row just because you were the best player on the team? No, I just, um, my younger brother played as well. He played for Canada, actually. And um, we just, like, we grew up fighting a lot. We were, like, a similar age, so we ended up being quite good at, you know, the defensive side of the game. So kind of ended up um, in that position from a very young age. And then, um, yeah, went to sevens and then basically did a bit of a position change, moved out to the backs for a bit. Um, thought it would kind of preserve my career a bit because I was getting a lot of concussions at that point, um, but it didn't. So, yeah, ended up in bobsleigh and then did that for four and a half years. So, so how, what's the training like for bobsleigh? So, mate, it's, it's really easy actually. It's a lot of um, a lot of weightlifting, a lot of sprinting, like short distance stuff, and just a lot of plyometrics. So, no kind of cardio element, which is nice. Not having to do the yeah, yeah, test anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're just basically maximizing your strength, your speed, and trying to get as big as fast as possible. So um, how quickly, like how often would you go down to the track then? So- I've, Or is I've, it called a track? Yeah, so basically um, in the UK, we don't have any tracks, I'm sure you can imagine. So I don't know if you've been to Bath Uni. No. You haven't. Surprisingly. So, yeah. But, um, <laughs> There is like, the, uh, basically around the side of the university near the sports training village, there's a special facility that we use. Um, and it's basically 
a bobsleigh on um, on rails essentially. So it's the very start of the the track, um, and that's where we practice our kind of pushing in the summer. Right. And then um, the way it normally goes is we then go out on season um, in kind of late September, early October, and then start you know training. The pilots get their practice in on on the ice. They learn how to drive again. Um, and then that's the way it goes, it's very kind of slick, it's cyclical. Um, but we kind of spend six months of the year, five months of the year away from home, so it's, it's fun, but it's a, it's a young man's game, definitely. How old are you now? 30. <laughs> Tough <laughs> around. still young? Yeah, <laughs> don't feel it. So how, today. You, how are you getting on with today? Yes, mate, it's, it's been fun. You know, I was saying to the guys, um, like physically it's not, that tough because it's that kind of zone two easy aerobic yeah. work. It's just the, it's just my feet are just taking a absolute pounding right now. What sort of training did you do for this? <laughs> Probably not the right one. <laughs> well, I noticed you've got brand new shoes in the back. Yeah. Oh yeah, that as well. So I did get good um, trail shoes, but I uh, probably didn't wear them enough, and uh, my feet started paying paying for it. And the price. Yeah. You doing gold? Fine, man. Yeah, doing gold. Yeah, this is easy. It's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Um, I did change my boots, to be fair. Again, the same. I didn't really wear them that often. Yeah. Um, and then, but these are like, these are like my gym shoes. Like yeah. I wear them all the time, like they're comfy out. Yeah. As soon as I've seen this rain, obviously with the weather and that. I was like, yeah, cheers, easy. I'll change these. It's a nice day. And then, yeah, and these are nice. I'll get a decent tan on my legs as well. There you go, mate. Um, Extra yeah, perks. Anything else for the people? Anything else? Um, any tips for me? Any Get advice? This. Yeah. Any tips for you? Yeah. From me? Yeah, the expert. Just stay strong in the head. Just ignore it. Whatever pain you're going through now, in a week's time, you'll laugh at it. Yeah. It's not going to last. But when you, if you don't complete this, your mates will let you know you didn't. <laughs> and <laughs> no, we will that. continue to. I will finish it. It's like me, but like with my old man. Is that your dad? Yeah. If, if I don't finish this, you won't live it down. Not until I come in next year and do it. But even then, he'll still be like, yeah, but you failed it the first time. Yeah. Does he do it every year? No, this is our first year. Is it? Is he military yeah. as well? Yeah, rough. He's rough. Many, nice. many moons ago. So what, um, was your, um, what was your story? My story? Yeah. Um, joined, the, joined the army when I was 17. I was in there for five years. First two years of being in the army, um, I pretty much just played football. Nice. I was in like all the army teams from my age core team, yeah. like everything. Yeah. So I was just tracksuit soldier. Is that what they call um, them? Yeah. And then I started playing rugby as well. Nice. I was playing rugby for my regiment. Legal uni. And then my uni. And my gaffer said to me, oh, look, you're on fucking all the time off in the world. Yeah. As it is, and now you want to play rugby as well. So you can't do both, you've got to pick one. I was like, oh, I'm near enough having all the time off anyway for football, so yeah. I'll stick with that. Yeah. Um, quite big for a footballer. And then, I never used to be that big. I played okay. some professional. Did you? Yeah. Nice. For Again, um, SNL Corby. Yeah. Uh, Stuart and Lloyds nice. in um, UCL Prem. It's a yeah. fifth pound a game, but. Still getting paid to do something you love, right? Semi-professional. And yeah, and it was, it was good. But it all sort of came to a head. I had a kid pretty young. Um, then I left the army. Yeah. I was out for about a year. Then I joined the RAF. Had another kid. Got fat. And then left the military pretty heavy. Yeah. Say sort of 16 stone. And then 
for the last like, four years done nothing. Yeah. And then in that like, last sort of year, year and a half, I said to myself, well, actually, you're 18 stone boy and you're not even six foot tall, so you need to rein it in a bit. So yeah, so then I went on a mad sort of fitness venture. Yeah. Uh, did a triathlon last year. And then, yeah, just do shit like this now. Nice. Just keep fit, something to aim for, stuff like that. I think it's definitely something I'm going to do more often. Um, but yeah, Maybe I mean, everyone that distance. listens to the podcast has heard the story of a thousand times. No, I haven't, so. Um, yeah, no, no. Okay, here's a question. How, was, um, how did you find your transition out of the military? My transition find... out of the military? Yeah, because for Good athletes, question. you kind of struggle to find purpose after it, because you're so single-minded doing one thing your entire life and all yeah. of a sudden that's kind of gone that's true 100 percent true imagine it's probably um, you. Right, if i stop messing about with that no play ball um uh, what the f new technology okay yeah first time good. is it yeah first time out out the box um so, I mean, it, wa it wasn't too bad for me. I mean, when I left, uh, like especially when I left the RAF, yeah. um, I, I had a job lined up. That was the reason that I left. Yeah. Uh, just crossing the stream here, kids. Um, yeah, I had the job lined yeah. up. That was the reason I was leaving. Yeah. Uh, so I just I went through the motions with the with like the resettlement stuff, all the rest of it. I just went on the courses that I you know sort of had to do, or yeah. just to yeah just to get out as quick as possible. I left as soon as I could. Did you not enjoy it anymore? And then I I just got to a point in my life where uh, my last tour that I did, yeah. uh, well out, out, out of area, yeah. was um, Cyprus okay. in the fuels depot. Yeah. So I was out there for, I was only out there for three months and my, and I'd, I'd not long had a kid, yeah. so two kids at, at that point. Yeah. And um, the whole point, the whole time I was out there, yeah. I still wanted to be at home and it was the cushiest job you could have. Like I was just, I only worked like two, three days a week. Yeah. And I was out in the, do you know what I mean? Out on the piss all the time. Yeah. But still, I was just like, I just want to be at home. I don't want to be doing this. Makes sense. And that's as good a tour as you can get. Yeah. So, yeah, that was for me. I was just like, look, I do enjoy it. Oh, you know, thing, but just doing the out of areas and stuff. Do you have like, a plan for what you wanted to do after? Or were you just like, I'm done, fuck it? Yeah, I was done with it. And I just wanted to do the job that I'd, you know, been offered. Yeah. Uh, the money was way more than I was on in the military. Yeah. Um, and, the, you know, the... Sort of chance for promotion and that was was always on the cards which i did get i took that after six months yeah got promoted up heading up my own team of like 10 engineers um and then that yeah i just come to a head with the operations manager with it so fair enough that went to pot and yeah just moved around with jobs really but How i know you what you're saying doing this podcast yeah well, i was just listening to joe rogan one day to be honest and he was interviewing people yeah and I just thought, I like talking. I like listening, I like learning. So why don't I start a podcast and see where it goes? I said to my old man, I said, even if we only get one person listening, yeah. that's still one more than none. Yeah. And if no one listens to it, like, I'll still be doing, do you know what I mean? I can still talk to people. Yeah. Like, I've talked to you. Yeah. 
want to find out more about you and everything else. Yeah. Maybe I would have because we're doing this walk, but yeah. in normal day-to-day -day conversations, never come across it. Oh, there'll be certain stories you'll make that you wouldn't know about your mate. Yeah, he's a Samaritan actually, and vice versa. Yeah, and it's like it's like that sort of stuff. I had someone on the podcast that I was mates with for two years. Yeah, we just used to go out drinking together. Yeah, I had him on. We spoke for two hours, and I learnt more about him in the two hours. Trying to fit again. Um, yeah, I learned more about him in the last two hours, in them two hours, than I did for the two years that we were you know, out drinking and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you got any advice for the people out there? In what sense? Any sense. Whatever advice you would like to give, maybe your younger self or someone that you know has aspirations of being a professional sportsman? I think sports is. There's a lot of luck involved. You need to have opportunities go your way. You need to hit the kind of genetic lottery to a certain degree, but working hard actually increases your chance of getting lucky. And I had a lot of setbacks in my career and mostly through injuries, but I think I kept getting opportunities because I kept working hard and kept my head down. And actually, you know, since I transferred out of it and I've now got a normal job, that kind of mindset, as I'm sure is the same with you, sets you apart from a lot of people, that discipline. Yeah. So, probably the same that most people say, but hard work gets you a lot of luck and a lot yeah. of chances and it's... Hard work opens many doors. Yeah, hard work and a bit of discipline and also not just getting disheartened every time, you know, you get a no or you start failing at something. Eventually the doors do open. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for talking on the podcast today, Pleasure. Sam. Pleasure. There's a nice little, uh, nice opener to Thanks be Thanks for uh, taking my, my mind off my, my blisters. 100%. Right, thank you for listening, everybody.